Those of you who've seen me, I don't know how many weeks ago, it wasn't on the pulpit yet, it was when the COVID was down, lockdown, so I was there in my office ministering to us. I talked about a new thing that Jesus, a new dispensation that Jesus brought into the believers. Because you must remember in the old covenant, the people know God as God. So Jesus came here in John and in Matthew and Mark and Luke and he introduced God as the Father and himself later as the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So he came and he separated them a little bit and said there's going to be a new relationship. And that's what the New Testament is all about. It's having a relationship with God. It's not obeying the laws so much as having a relationship. Because if you've got a relationship with somebody, you automatically do the things to please that person. Is that true? Am I lying? You must tell me if I'm lying. Then we'll change the subject and go somewhere else. All right. But that's what Jesus was trying to tell the people. Is Listen here, guys. There's a new dispensation coming where you're going to say, Our Father who art in heaven. They never prayed to the Father because they didn't know that there was a Father. They prayed to God. Elohim. So he said to them, You're going to pray like this now. And then at the end you're going to say, in my name. In whose name? Jesus Christ. Because I'm going to pay the full price. And then the Father will glorify you if you believe. Now, before I read there, I want to read something that I got on my phone. Just a little message. Somebody sent to me five, six, seven, eight days ago. And that is what, I, what, what God actually spoke to me about. While we were traveling, I had something else prepared. And then while we were traveling here, God spoke to me about this. Sometimes we will get messages on our phones, you know that. And we all send them around. And this one says something like, Every word of God is pure. He is the shield to those who put their trust in Him. Stands in Psalm 18 verse 30. And it says, good morning. And then God says to me, that same person, who says, put your trust in Him. He is our shield. Sends you a message two minutes later. Oh, the third wave is going to hit us. You must prepare for this and do this and do this. And he said, where's the shield? Where am I, your shield? He doesn't say go, go without your mask. Because government, well, where's my mask? Oh, cool. I, I, I hit it so well, I couldn't, oh, here it is. Um, he didn't say go without it. God never said that. He didn't say do not obey to the sanitizing and the things that the word says, or that the government says. But he says, don't be ridiculous and go out and still do your work. Still go. I mean, there's a lot of people now that stay at home because they're scared of COVID. And let me tell you, everybody that's at home on television watching us by YouTube or whatever, I don't know all those fancy things that Simeon put up for us, that this is the safest place to be. Because if you go to the shops, there's no social distancing. I promise you that. I've been there yesterday afternoon when we came back and I stand in the row at Pick and Pay and I tried to keep my social distancing. But the guy behind me kept his social distancing at two centimeters. I mean, he was right on top of me. Then I thought to myself, where's the social distancing? But I can't come to church because I'm scared. But I can go to the shop where everybody stands on top of everybody and it's okay. I mean, people, this is where we praise and worship. This is where we build a tower of praise for God. We built here an atmosphere. I mean, when we were jumping here, I thought this thing was going to break. Luckily, it didn't, because it's quite a few around to replace it. But then I realized, this is the place where you forget totally about COVID. I mean, at that 
five or six minutes, I was totally in a new, in somewhere else. Because it was like you were in the presence of God. So that's why it's important for us to know that when we send somebody something to somebody, believe what you are sending. Believe it. Because that's what it's all about. I mean, if I don't believe what I'm sending to you, why am I sending it to you? And if I don't practice it, why am I sending it to you? Because what does the word say? Are you just hearers of the word? Because that's what we are. I mean, I, I said, said to Vama the other day when we were talking of something, a lot of us, and me included, not only you, me included, we send things to people, but when we hear something else, we react totally different to what we've sent to that person. Why? Because it's not close to me. You see, the minute we can talk about COVID and we can say, yes, COVID is a bad thing, and the minute somebody in your family's got COVID, it changes completely your perspective about it. Because it's here, close to your heart. It's close to you. Then all of a sudden you start realizing there's only one place to go, and it's here. But it's easy saying to other people whose family member got COVID, oh, don't worry, just trust God. Just. But the minute that it hits you, what do we do? First question we ask, what am I going to do now? Am I right? How am I going to protect myself? I have to go and see my mother, but I can't because she's got COVID. But as the word of God tells you, I said to somebody the other day, he is the shield around me. I don't care who says what. If my mom is sick and I have to go and pray for her, I put my mask on, I sanitize, and I go and pray for her. For one simple reason, I believe that he is the shield around me. When there was sickness in the 19 somewhere when John G. Lake was on earth, when he was still alive with us, he was walking, and this is just something that I read. And the most amazing thing was, is he ministered to the sick people in the hospitals where they were dying, and he never got sick. So the people wants to make an antidote of his blood because, I mean, that is most now, if I pray for you and you're busy dying and I don't get sick, well, he's got superpower blood. I mean, let's make a vaccine for it and get all the people sorted. And then they found out, but they can't make a vaccine of this because when they draw his blood and put the virus at that time in his blood, he died immediately because he believed that God was his shield around him. This is my message this morning, people. We've got a Father in heaven who says, I will look after you. I will protect you. I will guide you through this time. But you have to believe what stands here. Don't just take your thing and send it to somebody else. If it comes to you, read it, believe it, make it part of your life. It's easy, you know, sometimes when you open people's Bibles, not you guys, I know you are very spiritual. You'll see a name here next to the guy, next to a paragraph, Wimpit, Tani Sunny. Where was that person this morning? He should have heard this message. No, you are here, you should have heard this message. Not him, you, because God has appointment with you to sit here. So don't forget, don't put other people's names in your Bible. Or is that one can hear this message this morning? No. If he has to hear this message, God will make sure that he hears it. It will go out via somebody, via a link, via somebody going to visit him and say, you know what, this morning the message was awesome. Let me tell you what the pastor said. And this is what he said. 
God will let him know. You are here this morning because God got a specific appointment with you guys to make the word that goes out every Sunday from this pulpit part of your life. Not somebody else's, yours. Because once we start practicing this and start becoming doers of the word of God, it will change our lives. That's what we sing that one song which says, look what Jesus has done for me. He changed my life around. But the only way he can change it around is if I believe this and then start doing it. It's easy for people, I said to somebody, somebody the other day, it's easy saying, I'm going to read now, I'm going to read now, I promise you, we're going to read a scripture now. It's easy for somebody to say, but the word says this. But if that guy looks at your life, does he see the word functioning in your life? Not the laws that people make. You know, we make a lot of laws for ourselves. And I think that's one of the biggest things that Jesus' problem was with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they make all these laws and they couldn't carry themselves. And we also do that. If you, if you, if you go back now with me, those of you who've been in Pentecostal or in church for quite a while, remember here in the 60s, women are not allowed to have long pants on. It's a sin. Not allowed to wear women, uh, men's clothing. That's what the Bible says. Not allowed to go with church without a hat because that's what Paul says. If I look in the church this morning, I don't see many hats. I see women in long pants. But it was the era. Why? Because it's a law that we made. Not God. We made it. And so we can't carry our own laws that we make. And then we feel guilty. But if we believe what the Word of God says, it will change. And all the women that are got long pants on today, don't feel neglected about anything. Let me tell you one thing. All the men were wrong at that time, and all the women were right. All right? We were supposed to wear dresses. You don't have to believe it, but it's true. Because the, the Bible is written in the Eastern culture. The Bible is written in the Eastern culture. So look at the Arabic men. Look at the, the, the men in uh, India, what do they wear? Pants and a long dress or a rock or whatever you want to call it. A covering that comes there. Did we ever wear that? No. What does the woman they wear? Long pants. So they were right and we were wrong. So all your men have to go out and kneel on that little red carpet in your bedroom this morning or this afternoon and say, Lord, please forgive me for being wrong that time. No, no, you don't have to do that. It's just something that we made. That's not part of it. It's, it's not true. And we like to do it. Why? Because then we look very spiritual. You know when people can see that you are spiritual? It's when they come into your room and they run into your room and they say, Oh, what am I going to do? I'm in debt. I, I don't know what to do. And you stand up and you say, You know what? Sit down. Let's trust God for something miraculous in your life. And then turn around and don't do it again. You know how easy it is to spend a credit card? It's the easiest thing to do. And you know how the banks caught you? Oh, no, forget a credit card. Let's go to a clothing card. Fushini or Edgar's. That's actually a better one. Because you know what happens if you've got a Fushini card? You go and you buy some clothes. And then you spend it a little bit. And you pay two, three months. And your credit lifts. And then you go and buy because there's more credit. We can buy more. And, and you know what the reason is? Oh, no, let's keep this card just in case... Somebody dies and we need clothes quickly for a funeral or for a wedding or for. Why are all the women laughing now? 
Am I telling the truth? <laughs> so what happens? Is that credit limit goes up and up and up and up and up. So eventually you get into a place where you can't pay your debt. So now you run to the pastor and say, hey, we've got a problem here. This is now let me tell you, I'll pray for you if you've got problems with debt. But bring your credit card with me. Bring your Edgar's card and your Fushini card with me because I've got big scissors here in my office. They're this big. They know, they, know, they know how to snip it. Because Jesus, when he caught the woman in adultery, he says to her, go and sin no more. So go and make no more debt anymore. That's finished. It's clear. And get your life back on track. So it doesn't help coming to the pastor, praying for me for something, and then you just go and carry on on your same way. Okay. All right. So I don't have a problem praying for people when the popo eats the fan. I'll easily pray for you, but bring your card worth. Bring that debt worth that we can see what we can do to sort it out for you and make sure they don't have debt. Because it's a way of the worldly system to catch you so quickly to be caught up into it. And at the end of the day, when you earn your salary, you'll find that you've got no money for yourself. Everything goes into something else except where it's supposed to go. Okay, my scripture, Psalm 121, <laughs> sorry guys, I got carried away a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, Psalm 121. Now you must believe this now today, when I finish here, make a note of this, put it up somewhere in your room, and read this, 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 and until it becomes part of you. I don't know who wrote this psalm, God gave it me this morning, so I didn't have time to study up on this, it says... I will lift my eyes up unto the hills from which my help comes from. I lead out of the, amp, amp, uh, the King James, but I'm going to change over to the Amplified now. Okay, the Amplified says, My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. Oh, thank you, God, that our help is from you who made the heavens and the earth. Have you ever thought how much power God's got? How big is your problem? If it takes a star light, something like 125,000 or million years to reach the earth, how big do you think God is? How big is your problem? A lot of times when we're in our lives and we see things happening around us, we get so scared, but we forgot. The God of the universe is my Father. He knows about COVID. I mean, He knows about my situation. He knows about my car. He knows about everything. I read something and I actually because I read an Afrikaans Bible, sometimes it comes different through the, in the English Bible, but I read an Afrikaans Bible and it says when, something to this if I translate it. When the Israelites were traveling from Egypt, because Pastor is busy with that now, they were moving from Egypt through to Canaan. There they go, chuk, 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 like they're walking down the road. The clothes on their bodies didn't wear out. Now think for yourself, if you were six years old and you moved out of Egypt and your clothes never wore out, you didn't stay this big. So what, what does that tell you? So what will happen with your clothes as I grow? Their shoes never wore out. What happens with their shoes? Because your feet also? And have you seen kids playing in the dust 
or on the road. Kick the block, kick the... Oh, there was no block at that time. But they kick the, the rocks and they kick everything because that's how the kid is. But it never worn out. And I thought to myself, what a God do we serve? And I can call him Father. Then when somebody comes to me with, oh, they're going to do a land claim and they're going to do... Then we start fearing. God says in his words, in his word, not his words, his word. There's many words, but in his word. If the locust, but if the locust come, it will not touch you, it will not harm you, it will not destroy you. So if land claims come, and land grabs come, and the locust wants to come in, what will happen to us who are believers? Just a question, people. You know, I, I like to challenge your minds this morning a little bit, just to think what will happen. According to the word of God, not according to my word, according to his word. We are so easily distracted by the things that happens around us that we forget who is the father that we serve. Who is this amazing God that we can serve and call him father who makes the heavens and the earth. And then the other amazing thing that I like, I think it's in Psalm 8, it says, he holds the world in the palm of his hand. So if he takes the whole universe and holds it from there to there, how big is he? <laughs> how powerful is he? How amazing is the God that we serve? And don't think he doesn't know about us. That's why we, our minds can't get around it when Jesus tells the people, listen, every hair on your head is counted. I think the angels or God is very busy counting mine because it falls out by the speed of lightning at this time. You just go, <laughs> but he knows exactly when it fell. He says, even there, that one, Mossy, what's a Mossy? Sparrow, whatever, will not fall without him knowing it. So if you stand there with your rifle and you want to shoot a little Mossy kid, he knows it's going to fall. He knows if you're going to eat it or not. He knows it. Because he's God. Okay, let's go on. He will not allow your food to slip or to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Aren't that amazing? Hallelujah. Thank you, Heere, for that. I'm excited when I read stuff like this. I'm, I get excited. I want to get tears in my eyes because I know what God wants for me and what God wants for you. He wants to keep our foot on the rock of Jesus Christ. He doesn't want us to slip. We slip, why? Because we go off the, the beaten track. We go off the track that he puts us on. He says, behold, he who keeps Israel from neither slumbering nor sleep, the Lord is your keeper. Who's going to keep me? Not my mom, not my dad, not the pastor, not anybody, but God, the man who made the universe, the God who created the universe, my father who says, there's no bigger power than me. He's going to keep me. He will be my keeper. What did they ask? Uh, Abel, Canaan, Canaan's land for Abel do it. What did they ask Canaan? Canaan, where's your brother? Then he says, am I his keeper? God is my keeper. He keeps me. He knows exactly. He knows exactly what I'm going through. He knows exactly when my bank balance is zero or minus 70 or minus 120 or minus whatever. He knows exactly. Don't think he doesn't know. But you know what comes? The devil comes in and he distracts us 
and says, ha ha, now you need to get out of this. But then God says, I'll get you out of this. But then cancel your debit order. Cancel your overdraft. Cancel your credit card. Cut them up in pieces. Don't go there because I can't keep on bailing you out and you keep on doing the same thing. I can't keep on forgiving you for something that you've done wrong and you keep on doing it. That's why when you look at um, the word of uh, repentance, it means I've done something wrong. Now people say you turn 180 degrees. No, you turn 380, whatever you want to go. But you turn it completely in the opposite direction. If you've done that way and you've made too much debt, you take your credit card, you nip them up and you go. That way. Don't go there. Okay, if you was going that way, don't go there. Because it's only 90 degrees to get back to where you've been. Go right around to that side and say, not again. Not again. I'm using the credit card and things because it makes it easier to explainable. You understand? Okay. He's my keeper, the Lord. Is your shade on your right hand. The side not carrying the shield. Okay, in Amplified it says the side that's not carrying the shield because normally they carry the shield in the left hand and the sword in the right hand. If you were left-handed, of course it would be the other way around. All right, that's why it says not the hand that you carry your, your shield in. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep you going out and you're coming in from this time forth and forevermore. That's why we say that blessings at the end of your service every time. He will bless me by my going out and by my coming. And that's what God wants us to know. People that, he, 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 he's such an awesome person. I mean, I, I, I just thought the other day, I said to Volma, we were talking about something, and I said to you, you know what? It's a lifestyle. Who have you been ever on wireless? You can raise your hands. I've been on wireless. That's why I put up two hands. And one night when my wife pulled the fish out of the oven, and it's all curled up like this, because you know you're not allowed to have any oil on it. It's like a dry piece of thing goes into the oven, and it comes out drier than it has been in. And I said to her, this is it. <laughs> no more. He says, but it's supposed to be a lifestyle. And I thought to myself, fish, you are much better book, book, uh, cooked in oil or baked in oil with a lacquer dough on it. Not this. This is not li lifestyle. This will kill me. Okay, but then we start running and I, I lose weight. But it's a lifestyle. And this is the same. The more we read the Bible, the more we apply it to ourselves, the more we believe what, that it is God's word, it will become a lifestyle. Now, just think I preached in this a while back, I think about two years ago. When he, Jesus walked on the earth, how did they know that he's different? Why did this, the, the, the multitudes follow him? You think he walked there, like nowadays, if we have to go somewhere, we put a board up. You know, big sign, signage. Big pastor, evangelist, apostle, prophet. Pete Pompis is coming to town. Um, come and hear what God's going to tell you. And do you think he had boards like that? Do you think he had a big halo around his head? Or a cloud like in the, when, the, when the Israelites went out, the big cloud by day and by night, they had a fire pillar around. No, there was nothing, people. 
He was a normal, ordinary guy like us walking in the street. But why did they know he's different? Because what was written here was part of his life. He lived it. He didn't just talk about it. And that's where a lot of us make the, fault, the, the mistake. If we talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. In our business, we sometimes get a lot of people that will come in there and say, I'm Bishop. I will not mention names. So and so. I'm a very influential person. I've got five cars. Yeah, seven cars. No, he had seven cars, two houses, four businesses. But he couldn't pay me his monthly fee. That same guy. But I'm very influential, and I'm a pastor, and I must know that. And I just thought to myself, if you are a believer, and if you are a, past, uh, a pastor or a bishop, whatever you want to call yourself, and you're a man of integrity, don't have to proclaim and say who you are, because I will see it in your life. We got some of the worst, no, okay, let's not, no, let me not go there. Just now the people say I attack some things, but we got some, um, what do you call them now? <laughs> Muhammadana. Um, uh, the Muslims, it's Muslim, that are the best uh, players that we've got. And you think to yourself, yes, a Christian guy, compared to a guy that's in the world, doesn't believe in God, and he's monthly, he pays every month on time, there's nothing wrong, and you thought to yourself, how does we compare this two together? You know what happened? It's Ephesians 5, my favorite scripture that I read. Can we read it again? Ephesians 5. Let's go there. Let's go there. It's not part of what I wanted to say, but let's go there. Because God put me on a different track. A <laughs> little bit. Oh, I love this scripture. If you ever open my Bible and it's full of marks and scratches and writings and things, don't worry. I've never seen a textbook at school that's not been written in. And this is my textbook for my life. I worked through a few, and then I gave them away, and then I worked through another few, and I gave them away, and I worked through another few, and I gave them away. So people can have some notes and some coloring in them. So if you see my Bible, it will look something like this. Because every scripture means something to me. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore. What it means if this is therefore. Afrikaans say darom. Darom. Because I've written something to you in the front, so it will be your homework to go and read Ephesians 4. Okay? Therefore. Ephesians 4. Next time when I'm on the pulpit, I'm going to ask you who did your homework. Or I'll make a note here for Pastor Paul and tell him, next Sunday with announcement, ask him who did their homework. So you have to read Ephesians 4 for homework. Therefore, be imitators of God. What did we just say? We have to have a relationship with God. We have to be like Him. Become like Him. We will never be perfect. But we have to become like Him. I said to Voma the other day, sometimes God is still busy with me on a, oh, on a big scale. A big, big, big scale. Because if somebody turns in front of me, sometimes I can manage it. But sometimes, like on the road when we came back, I didn't swear, but some other words came out. Like your voice on your... It's like a good. I say, be imitators of God. It means copy Him, 
follow his example as well beloved children intimate to their father huh? imitate or imitate their father imitate their fathers a lot of things that you do today is not because your dad told you to do it it's because you're just imitating because when you grew up you see how he walks you see how he plays rugby you see how he peel an apple you see how he uses his handkerchief you see how he does things and you just imitate him because you love him and he's your father so what does god tell us i'm your father so start imitating me read this and imitate me do what i'm telling you to do but you see there's a scripture in the bible i want to just talk about it quickly it says there's a lion and a lamb and if you ever seen jesus the lion jumped out when when did the lion jump out of jesus he did a few times you think he didn't he did when the people were doing business in his father's house that wasn't the lamb that was the lion have you ever thought how long it will take to make a whip quickly a whip takes you two hours or three hours to make it just because it says it then says all of a sudden the whip appears he says he made a whip so he was busy whipping this thing and then he chased him out but when did the lamb came out whenever they attacked him the lion didn't jump out when he went to the cross the lion didn't jump out at gethsemane the lion didn't went, jump out when they wanted to stone him the lion didn't come out then what came out the lamb and our problem nowadays is if something comes to us the lion jumps up when something comes about god the lamb jumps up totally completely the opposite because god says we are here to proclaim his kingdom not stephen's kingdom not pete's kingdom not bishop whatever his titles might be no it's god's kingdom and we as humans as believers as to come to a point where we will understand and know that when something comes towards me and attacks me the lamb must come out and when something attacks the kingdom of heaven the lion must jump up and that's where human rights got it all wrong amen okay in hebrews 11 verse 6 says without god or without faith it is impossible to please god and that's what's all about as soon as you put faith into action god starts moving and he's the is 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 the god who made the universe <laughs> just think on our behalf if the god who made the universe starts moving because we ask him to start moving and we believe that he will move a lot of times i think about solomon gomorrah when we pray in the mornings i think and and our uh, business prayer meeting if god could save solomon gomorrah for 10 righteous people for 10 righteous people not even 100 or 200 or 1000 or 2000 for 10 what can i do for our town if there is 10 believers that says lord we're going to do it the way that you want us to do it
Only 10. We can change King Williamstown around for God. Only 10. Don't even need more than that. Because if you could do it for Solomon Gomorrah, you can definitely do it for our town. Amen. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the message. I know it was harsh. I know it was something maybe burning into our minds because it spoke to me when you start dealing this with me. I want to ask that you would be the preacher of the word after and that your Holy Spirit will come and just guide us in the truth and nothing but the truth and the full truth and that wherever we put our foot that we will know we will stand on the solid rock the rock of Jesus Christ our Savior. We say thank you Father that we know that in a time like this there's only one person that we can cling to and that's you. It doesn't help clinging to the doctors or the medical because there's so many things going around. Some says it's this and other guys say it's that and other guys says COVID is this and then it's genetically manipulated and some says this and we don't know what to believe anymore but we know that your word will be true from now on until ever it will never 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 change because this is the word of the living God thank you for everybody that's been here this morning thank you that we know that your word goes out by uh, Facebook and YouTube thank you that we know that we can Stand on solid ground, Jesus Christ, the one and only Son of the living God. And thank you that we know that He is the only way. He is the truth, the life, and the way towards you. And we say thank you for that in Jesus' wonderful name. Go with us during this week, Father. Protect us wherever we go. Wherever we put our footsteps, protect us. Guide us as we will stay on the road that you picked for us. Not what we want to go on to, but what you picked for us. And we ask that in all in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Look at somebody and say, Hey, I'm glad you've been here. Are <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you all going to say that, that? No, yes. I'm glad to see everybody here. And we're glad for, um, for God's dad who's back. Ken who's back from Texas. We're glad. Delighted. You see, they even, even let him come back here in COVID. What an amazing God we serve. Eh? What an amazing God we serve. Amen. Okay, look at somebody and say, I'm the head and not the tail. First and not last. Lend tomorrow, many. Borrow from none. That carrot cost, going, twing, twing, twing. We lend out. Nah. Blessed as I come and blessed as I. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 <laughs>